to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Coach Valerie, we had a question come in, and I don't have any idea, so I'm going to ask you. Um, that's your job, right? To answer my questions. <laughs> what is the difference between a long stride and an overstride? Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to start with first, what is stride? Like what, okay. what is stride to begin with? So stride and stride length. So for most people, their thought is that stride is, um, well, okay. The definition of stride is basically from where you are on one foot on the ground to the next foot. The distance in between is your stride length, right? From one footstep to the next is stride. Right. So here's the challenge in running. In running, at some point, both feet need to be in the air. And in this, this is the flight phase. So running has two phases. Running has a ground phase and running has a flight phase. Travel happens in the flight phase of running. When you're on the ground, you're on the ground. You're landed. You're not moving. You're on the ground. So both feet in the air during travel time. So in running, since we, our gait cycle for running on the ground is recovering the running pose, which is the figure four, falling forward and pulling the foot off the ground, right? So Mm -hmm. for us running... The stride is the distance from pose to pose. Right. Okay. So the distance that you traveled from when you left the ground to when you landed on the other foot is the stride length. Okay. So here's the challenge. People, what they see, right, is in the air. So like, let's talk about sprinters just for a second, because they're funner to think about. And you see (laughs) these, like their legs separate in the air, right? Well, here's yeah, the they thing. They look like a dog catching a frisbee. Yeah, and people, and people, <laughs> if they see someone um, like with long legs and they'll say, oh, they must have a really long stride. They must run like a gazelle. So we right. have this image of running with this long extended two legs, one going one way and one going the other. Well, right. this in flight, this out of control of the runner, this is important for people to understand. If you want to increase the ability of your legs to separate in flight, then increase range of motion in your hips. So mobility exercises for your hips, stretching. But they are not actually doing that motion. That is a Mm -hmm. byproduct in running. So really the only thing you can control in running during the run is that on the ground you come together in pose. And so what you're actually um, seeing is flight time versus ground time. And it's just whatever you can catch with your eyes. But the reality is, is on the ground, you need to be back in that pose as quick as possible. So your body can fall forward and you pull the foot from the ground. So you have to let go, honestly, of any thought of striding or stride length because it's a byproduct. And this is important people to understand, like, Stride length happens in your run and you increase stride length simply by increasing your angle of fall and pulling your foot quicker. 
So people that have higher cadence that fall more like a faster runner, right? Their foot's going to pull quicker. And it's very right. contraindicated to what people think that means. So then overstriding actually means that you're actually trying to stride. So you're taking your right. front foot and reaching it forward, which just puts it on the ground. So overstriding is like hitting the brakes. Right. Right. And then if I'm trying to stride, that's the thing that we see the, the most of. We either see somebody as either reaching or overstriding or pushing off the back, right? They're, they're trying to push off the ground to try to get that flight phase rather than using gravity to fall. Correct. And, and well, most yeah. people do both, by the way. Yeah. That's, that's the bummer. True. I mean, if you guys, I mean, this is something to think about. One of the things that's important with what we help teach people, one is increasing efficiency. But when you start to only work with one foot, the other foot gets a break. And every time that foot gets a break in your run, think about it, 1,500 steps a mile, the more my foot gets to take a break, the more it got, it's ready to keep going. The only thing that never gets to take a break is your upper body. That's you. You got to hold your, your shoulders, hips in line. That's, a, right. that's the given. But the fun part is once people realize, oh my gosh, I was working twice as literally twice as hard. You're working twice as hard as you need to. So, so much of what you think is a hard run is unnecessary effort. Yeah. You're using quads or pushing or, or, you know, yeah. I just it. We saw, we did a clinic this weekend and it was so um, eye-opening to me. I, I told Valerie, it was uh, like taking off rose colored glasses or something when you begin to see, when you begin to watch people, when you learn how to run correctly and you begin to watch people run, you begin to see how they are literally trying to control their movement off the ground. So they're holding their ankle really tight or they're pulling their knee up or they're pushing off their back leg and they're locking out their knee and they're holding their like neck and shoulders. It's, it's painful. Right. <laughs> when right. really, if, if, if you think of somebody, uh, I think of somebody as almost, it's like holding a plank, but you're up in the, you're standing upright, right. To get your sh hips, shoulders, ears. Right. But when you look at somebody that can hold a plank for, you know, like what's the world record, like 60 minutes or something crazy <laughs> like that. He, for the first, I think it was a guy. And he, I think for the first hour, whatever it was, he wasn't shaking. He was just holding it. And right. th that's how you almost have to think of it is I'm not going to hold my body. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, right, I need right. to just be able to have the ability to hold my body upright, hold right. this big head of mine. And right. so I'm not letting it fall or I'm not looking down or I'm not right. pulling it out, my neck out. That's something we see a lot. And so that's what's so powerful. I think about the membership is, okay, Valerie's going to watch you run. She's going to get, send you back a video, right? And she's going to give you some things to work on. And then you're going to go into a Zoom and you're going to be working with her. And if you're smart, like most people are, because I usually tell people to do this, you're going to listen to her talk. And then you're going to listen to her correct the, the guy in the Zoom picture next to you, right? And she's going to explain to Joe Blow, um, no, your, your foot needs to be here. Or do you see how you're um, reaching your foot out or your knees are locked out? And all of a sudden, by watching her coach someone else, it will become so clear to you, like what she's talking about and this perception of overstriding, striding, all this stuff 
will become so clear to you that you'll be like, oh, that's what you mean. It's it's really fantastic. And you won't you won't be caring about stride anymore. You'll just be wanting to fall. Right. <laughs> and pull. Yeah. Do your job. And pull. <laughs> yeah. Because that's really work when you need to work. I mean, that's the thing is here's and this this is I know just real quick, but everyone we meet, which who is so amazing, like we love our community. I love runners. We're all worker bees. Like we give us the mileage, give us the work, get us out there. We want to go. And I tell people what I'm giving you is an efficient job. If you do only what you need to do, you get much better at it. And then you can be, and I'm telling you, it's like you become the runner you want to be because once you realize, I mean, how to manage yourself and your body, you realize, oh my gosh, I was just, I was just basically placing you know, I was doing things wrong. It's not, a, it's not a judgment. It's just like, whoo, glad I'm not doing that anymore. Now I'm just doing yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay guys. So hopefully that was clear on uh, when, 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 if you're on our page or whatever, you hear your friends talk about striding and stride length and stuff like that, that it's, that it's from pose to pose when, when we were looking at it and Valerie, can you explain real quick in the gait analysis? Cause I think this is, is, it was really telling for me is you look at in the gate analysis, the number of frames from pose to pose. So when we're looking right. at quote unquote, our stride length, you're like, I, I know when I've done my gate analysis, I'm a three, three. And that means it takes me three frames to go from it. Is that true to go from pose to pose? So your goal. So I'll just say this for everybody. So the goal is to, is to be in the pose by the second frame that you're on the ground okay. and frame is just when you, when you video someone, it's usually at 60 frames, you know, cause it's just doing yeah. a, I think a frame a second. Okay. So that's yeah. just the way you're filmed. It's nothing fancy. It's everybody's right. phone and does the same thing. <laughs> so we can use through an app. I use coach's eye. It will break, it will take you frame by frame through your run. So when your foot touches down, and it can hold your body weight. That's the first frame. And in that frame, you want to be as close to pose as possible. And by the second frame, you should be in pose and already falling. The sprinters are in pose even before first frame. I mean, they're like, wow. yeah, that's insane. But they're like frame <laughs> one. So like an elite marathon, by the way, is usually also frame one. 5K runners, 10K runners. Okay. So then us just regular people who can still be really fast. We still need to be in pose by frame two. And yes, you can do it. Everyone can. Right. So this is really important. And then you, then you're falling, falling frames don't count because falling is holding and falling out of balance. Then you need to be off the ground within two frames of fall. So everyone should be a two, two or less. And by the way, guys, you can get, you know, you can lose a quarter frame, half frame. It's really amazing how much potential you have, even within one frame. Most runners come into the course or come to my clinics, and most of them are somewhere between three to five frames on either side. So if you start to think about that, say you're a five frame runner, that means you're spending six extra frames on the ground each mile. I mean, up to whatever, how far you run, but let's say a mile. Each frame can add five seconds to your mile. So yeah. I have people coming in that are spending up to two minutes a mile, one minute for sure, just on the ground doing nothing. 
Yeah. See what I mean? Because that's, that's when I met you. When I met you, I remember I was a 5'5". Five five. Mm-hmm. And um, just so you guys know, we, we do the gait analysis when you first come in to the, to the thing. So you get that, that, that starting point. So for me, it would have been a 5'5". Five five. And then you learn the, the elements of the gait cycle, post-fall pull, right? And you do drills. And then we ask you to gait analysis again, right? And I believe, now the time that I did it, we, we actually had worked together for about an hour. We did a private lesson or something like that. And I think I went to a 4-4. And then um, the 3-3 three, three that I did was, it's been uh, years of me running on and off and not really training. But a lot of people, so when you see somebody come in like me at like a 5-5, five, five, and if, I've, if I'm focused and doing, doing my work and trying to get out of my head, right? That's something we talk about a lot. And just try to listen and do the work. I could easily after three weeks, you know, like you said, take myself to a three, three by just doing the work. Uh, We we see it. We, yeah, we see it just even in the clinics because remember first there's that awareness. I didn't even know I was doing that. Right. Right. So this is where people just get ahead of themselves. And I just, I tell them you're all going to get there. Yeah. Because as soon as you understand falling your foot, you're going to pull your foot. And that's how you eliminate reaching the way you, we never tell you what not to do. We don't talk about foot strike. We don't talk about any of that. We just focus on what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. And as you keep to doing, your body is just getting stronger because while we're teaching you guys, you also get all those elasticity drills, which most of you weren't doing before. So almost, right. And almost everyone that comes into the membership or the clinics um, has not been doing elasticity drills yet has plantar fasciitis and calf pain. So we take you through foot strength. We take you through, I mean, hip strength, elasticity. We're developing your muscles, your body, your joints, your, you know, everything to get you ready to be running. You know, this is the stuff you missed out in the beginning when you first started. <laughs> right. Just right. Right. Okay, guys. So I hope this um, gave you a little bit more insight into things and we hope to maybe see you in the membership. If not, join us every Wednesday at 1030 on the Facebook page. That's 1030 Dallas Central Time. I call it Dallas time. So you can just find us on the map. And she, uh, if you have a question that you want her to answer um, on those Wednesday lives, send it through. You can go through our website. We have a little contact form there. We call it Ask Me Anything. But you're welcome to email us at support at runrx.fit. That's support at runrx.fit, F-I-T. And just email us and say, I want her to answer this question um, on the Facebook Live. And we will. She'll, she'll answer it. She loves getting your questions, guys. Um, and follow us on Instagram. We have a 30-day reboot on YouTube. We have tons of free content that uh, if you just can't afford to join us at this time, we want you to learn to be your best running self. Um, but if you can join us in the membership, awesome. we are coming up on our one year anniversary. I haven't decided if I'm going to do something special for us Hello. to do that. It was in August. Um, but hopefully, hopefully you guys will join us in the membership and we will see you then. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.